to the Radical Gentleness Podcast. Today with me in conversation, we have Michaela McDonald. Michaela, thank you so much for being with me here today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. And um, we're in my home, which is the first in-person interview I've done in maybe a year. Well. Um, because you are my quarantine partner. <laughs> yes, we are on a quarantine together. <sighs> it's so quarantine. good it's amazing it's a lot of fun yes <laughs> it's it's great if you're gonna have a person to quarantine with brooke is the one. Oh, i feel clear that's a hell of an endorsement Thank you. <laughs> um yeah i'm so excited you're here with me today and just to talk with you um i'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself so about me <laughs> i live here in boulder colorado we're neighbors. It's awesome. Neighbors and best friends. <laughs> and um, I really love spending time alone. I, I feel like I've been realizing that more and more. I really like my own company. It's really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really, I love connecting with people. I have lots of long phone calls with my mom, you know, there's lots of juiciness. Um, but career-wise, I, I went to Naropa, like Brooke. Where I also went, mm-hmm. Neuropa University. And I really fell in love with somatics when I was at Naropa. It wasn't even my major, but I was like, mm, I see you. I see you, somatics. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I feel like, you know, my time at Naropa and then since then has been so much about connecting with my body mm-hmm. in, in a different way than, than viewing it as like this object that I control mm-hmm. and more of like this deeply personal lived experience. And so I was a coach for like five years um, doing tapping and helping people with emotional eating and body image. And, um, and then last October, I started working for the Tapping Solution and they do uh, tapping EFT is what it's also called. Uh, what does EFT stand for again? Emotional Freedom Technique. Nice. Yeah, it was that that name uh, comes from Gary Craig. Okay. And he's kind of the engineer who simplified all the all the information that Robert Callahan had about using meridian points as part of therapy. Yeah, but anyway, I I love my life, and I'm still a coach and. And I'm also like really creative. I like to spend a lot of time doing watercolors and making music and but I'm kinda it's mostly just me and me <laughs> being creative. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. I yeah. relate to that very deeply. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a beautiful, complex intro. And people always say that they're like, Oh, that's a how do I define myself? Because it's like I think career orients us to putting a person in a box of like, oh, I I understand more about you based on what you do, but that's so limited. Um, Yeah. And I feel like, you know, my career is a really big part of who I am. And I think that's true for a a good number of people. Um, But I, I've, I've really, I've been able to have jobs that are like really about my heart. And that's really been a gift. And, and it's still not all of me, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah, it's nice to have the whole picture. Yeah, definitely. And, um, how have the last few weeks been for you? It's been like a profound time 
in American history. Yeah, it really has. It's certainly, this is, we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, this is the first podcast I've recorded since George Floyd was murdered, and, or since I heard about it at least, and, whew, there's some weight to that. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, I'm really glad we talked about it before, because there's, I feel, I still feel so much emotion about it, and as we've both acknowledged, like, we're both white, we're both privileged, and there's this way, I know for, I'll speak for myself, that, like, part of that privilege is that I can just not think about it if I don't want to, and there's a lot of pain in that, and, and in realizing that for some people it's just completely consuming, and it's their, you know, it's their entire lives, and I feel really passionate about having conversations about it and trying to find ways to help change the systems that are here that are oppressing black people and people of color. I really feel passionate about that and I also feel like like I I it's so hard to feel like I know what to do or how to do it right and and there's yeah. so much pressure to do it right and so I keep trying to come back to like, okay, how can I show up mm-hmm. again and again? And and for mm-hmm. me, part of that is including like being willing to be with the discomfort of knowing that I fucked up, that I have fucked up. I'm, yeah. I'm swearing a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> I swear a lot. <laughs> I yeah. just realized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that I, I have fucked up. I am fucking up. I will fuck up. Yeah. And this feeling of like it's never enough. Like the the devastation is so profound. Mm-hmm. It's and it and it's and it just is such an uncomfortable experience. And I was talking with a friend the other night about how comfort and privilege seem really intertwined. Yeah, definitely. And and as I face my privilege more and more, which you know has been an ongoing journey the more uncomfortable I feel, but also privilege is part of what, like, makes you feel comfortable. And so it's like, it's, I, I, I am willing to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I really appreciate you sharing all that and just, like, the honesty of how you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I've definitely really been sitting with the radical gentleness ideology and how it really, it just has to require um, that I be uncomfortable and that I um, am willing to use my privilege to benefit others and to sit with the uncomfortabilities of my privilege. And it just makes me want to be really intentional about, you know, how I create content, who I have on here, and then as a creator myself, and then also as a consumer of content, whose content am I consuming, and making sure that the ways that I receive content are diverse. So like last week I did a whole um, kind of audit of the podcast that I listen to and make sure that all the topics that I like listening to, I'm also including like black creators, black producers, and um, anyway, so I've just been really thinking about how I create content and how I receive content and then my privilege and all of that and then what other additional actions can I take but it's really making me think about radical gentleness as an ideology and how it has to include justice 
Um, so I, I don't have any, I don't have any firm answers. Um, but it's definitely a process I feel I've been more actively engaged with than ever. And that's, that's with huge thanks to the people who have been putting their bodies on the line and protesting and waking us all up, um, continuously to the, to the horrors and injustices in the world. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but thanks for acknowledging the privileges that we hold, too. Um, I know you guys can't see me, and for those who don't know me, I am white, and I'm a white creator and producer and host, and um, I carry all that privilege with me into every conversation I have, so it's important to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I feel like acknowledging it helps us to stop living in all these echo chambers where we're just hearing our own voices, and, and it's being reaffirmed again and again and again. And yep. Isn't there some study about, like, the more you hear something, the more you believe it? I, f- I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. And and that's, like, one of the issues, like, with social media, that it's, like, we're saying things, we're sharing things that aren't true again and again and again. Or we're just living in echo chambers where it's, like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. 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 I've definitely felt the echo chamber of social media where I want to share how I feel as a person and as a brand about um, my actions towards increasing my abilities to be anti-racist. But I also, you know, I've had lots of conversations with my boyfriend about this, of how, like, the people that I engage with on social media aren't going to see that and think it's, like, profound. Like, we ha- we all share that belief system for the most part, Right. right. Um, and so I think that's an important to take a stance as a brand and as a person for me online. But I think my largest work stands offline in continuing to educate myself and also to have hard conversations with other white people. Yeah. That's like, I feel like the biggest area that mm. is growing for me and needs to continually grow throughout this process. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I, I feel like that's, that's been my emphasis in my work too with, with the clients that I coach, as well as in my work at the Tapping Solution of like being the one who's like willing to talk about it with people and bringing it up and talking about it again. And just like the thing I keep thinking about is like, yes, George Floyd was murdered and that's devastating. And yes, in a way he's become like this symbol and this name, but this, this shit goes back so far. I mean, the idea that like this is happening now and it, like, I feel like some people talk about it and they're like, yeah, it's, ha- it's really bad now. And it's like, it's been bad the entire time. Yeah. That's the a devastating piece. The entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It has never been good. Yeah. 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 And in a way, it seems like the bigger theme right now is just that people are more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Because of white the protests. White people are more aware white, of it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. White <laughs> people. White people are more aware of it. Yeah. And so we're like, wow, this is really bad. I guess we should take this seriously. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to sit with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to have you as someone to talk about it with. And I, I really love the things you've been doing with um, what you're talking about with podcasts you're listening to and all of that. I, I admire it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, some, something you and I were talking about before we started recording was... Um, non-arrival and we were really talking about how the ideology of radical gentleness believes in non-arrival like we're always becoming we're always growing Mm -hmm. and that totally applies to 
being allies and being anti-racist yeah. and white privilege. It's like the willingness. Yeah. Yeah. Willingness is so important. And I also, I also want to acknowledge like from the place of radical gentleness of like, we're all at different stages, you know, like we're all at different stages in our awareness and in our willingness to be uncomfortable and, and like to extend like gentleness and love to those parts that maybe aren't as willing to be uncomfortable and, and aren't as willing to face all of this. Yeah. And, 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 and then to zoom out like to the community of like, okay, like, ah, oh, you don't, you may not feel that. Um, but also willingness to me, in my experience with willingness, it's so much, hmm, it requires a lot of self-trust, but it also is connected to curiosity. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I've almost tricked myself into being willing by being like, well, let's just, I'm just intrigued. Hmm, what would that be like? But yeah, willingness being, and, and I kind of said this earlier, like, feeling willing to try and to fail and to try again and to keep trying. And that does require willingness. I feel like willingness and resilience mm -hmm. are very tied to one another. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think there's like, to just sit with the fact that it's like, I'm probably always going to do it at least a little bit wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the thing too with willingness that I'm realizing as I'm listening to you is our privilege holds us in all of that because the consequences for white people are so different than the consequences for black people or people of color. Yeah. So like I might be uncomfortable, but that's different than dying or being targeted or, yeah. you know, having a massive stereotype against me. Um, and so I feel like there's, I don't know, I'm almost imagining it as like, there's like this sphere of like, where w willingness and radical gentleness kind of meet, mm -hmm. and then our privilege is kind of like a bubble around that, where mm -hmm. it's like our privilege is always going to be a bubble around us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like working those edges of mm -hmm. the willingness and radical gentleness to continue to show up mm -hmm. for these things. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. 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 No, no, I, d I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was oh, just okay. like, oh, yeah. You was like, you had a juicy thought coming uh, on. <laughs> I do, I do, but also like, damn, you know? Yeah. I think that's so profound and our privilege does follow us everywhere. And yes, the piece around body, body as beloved, relationship with the body, somatics, all of that. I, I really, for me, once again, I can only really speak from my experience. When I'm more in touch with my body and how I really feel in my body, my, like that, that voice, that is my body's voice. That is my voice, but sometimes it feels more like a conversation. Um, that voice does compel me to move towards more action and and more mm. like and and towards the the discomfort and and the the places that create change for you know for the world and that move me towards more like anti-racism in my communities and in my own internal sphere and. I think that, that that is like really important for me to highlight because there's this way, and I know I experience this a lot as a coach where people are like, well, I can't just like trust myself. I can't just trust my body because if I do, 
if I'm just being really kind to myself, I'm just going to lay on the sofa and watch TV and eat and, and never do anything. Mm. And there's this incredible deep mistrust of our like essence and our, and our bodies. And, and like, let's be clear. Sometimes I do just want to lay in bed and like, and I do, and it's great. But when I'm really, but oftentimes that's actually cause I'm numbing out when I'm right. really present Right. With my heart, with my body, I feel that passion that compels me to move towards what's what can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I actually feel like a deeper, deeper levels of willingness in my own being because I have this relationship with my body. Because it's, it's not only is, does it like kind of be like, hey, let's go over there because this needs our attention. Like something's not right. My body's also there to be like, and also I've got you. Right. Like we can walk through fire together. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. The body is a clear signaler. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a beautiful segue into talking more about the body is beloved, which Mm -hmm. I really want to do with you today. Mm -hmm. Um, But thanks for spending a really juicy amount of time. Yeah. Talking about the state of the world. Yeah. In our intro today. And we didn't even touch on the pandemic, but I'm like, we don't need to. Oh my God. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) There is a lot happening. Yeah. If you're listening and you live in New Zealand, um, I'm very jealous. (laughs) Very jealous of you. Uh, Little bubble. Little New Zealand bub. Yeah. Speaking of bubbles, I guess, huh? God, they just got their shit on lock when it comes to the pandemic. And I'm like, guys, send help. (laughs) Anyway, uh. <laughs> also voting as beloved, just saying. Yes. Um, oh my God. But okay. Can we just like hit a joyful segue real quick? Mm, 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 mm. You had a big celebration recently. I forgot a little bit. I'm so <laughs> glad you reminded me. It was your 29th birthday yesterday. It was. Ah. Happy birthday. Even though I've already said it to you a million times. A million times. The right amount. <laughs> the, the correct amount to wish your best friend happy birthday. Um, <laughs> how, how was your birthday? How are you feeling now mm. being 29? Mm. It, feels, it feels good. And, uh, and actually, I love it when themes tie in. And so I knew we were going to do this podcast the day after my birthday. There I was, driving to the mountains on my birthday morning. And I had this very ambitious plan to drive very far and go to this specific place in nature. And I was listening to another podcast, uh, Sleeping at Last. Mm, That's a great one. And he was talking about the Enneagram, and there's different centers, and there's three centers, body, heart, emotions, moreover, and mind. Mm. And it was the one about the body, and it was about, like, the importance of listening to intuition. And um, without getting too too in-depth with all of that, I'll say that it just felt like, he was speaking to me. He and his guest were speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, wait a second. I don't want to go that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, to like, and to even separate out the part that's like kind of more poetic and speaks in metaphors, that's my intuition and like my body. And then the part that's more analytical and like questioning and kind of self-doubting, which can tend to be more like my, my mind. That's like, are you sure though? But we had a plan. We right. had a plan. Right. And it was just so wonderful to have that named 
and then to feel those parts as distinct in myself. Mm-mm. And then I was like, hold up. I don't need to just do it because it was the plan. Right. Like, then I could, I could do whatever I want. And yes, it was, and I actually feel like it was a gift that the plan was so rigid and then that I got to push away from it because it created this like beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this way that everything felt like a little extra sparkly because I was like, I really chose this. Yeah. I really chose this. Yeah. And there were butterflies, there were flowers. It was very steep, and I was very winded, and I was like, cool, 29, here we are, let's yeah. do it. Also high altitude. It was very high up, yeah, let's be clear. It um, really gets you. <laughs> uh, but it was really, it was really wonderful, and mm. and I started this thing that you already know about, but yes. let's tell your listeners. Tell us. Uh, I started this thing, I'm going to do it for the whole year of writing a love letter to myself every day. Mm. And I started it last night, sitting at North Boulder Park, watching the sunset and people being cute and just, you know, doing whatever they were doing. And I feel really, um, it's like I feel excited and, and like it feels really right. And I'm also like, oh, damn, this could be hard. Like, like yeah. it's, I feel like it's a, it's a big commitment to do something every day for a year Absolutely no matter what it is, it is yeah. even if it's, I mean, I guess I don't brush my teeth every day of the year this year, but <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> that is true. We do some things every we day. We do some things it's every day. It's about the habit of it, I guess. Yeah. Creating a habit. I was just, my last guest, Jenna, we were just talking about um, her project, um, the Habits Project, excuse me, the Habit Project, um, and how she's building these three new habits over the course of a year. And it made me think of you in this project because starting a new habit is the commitment of a year it's intimidating it's intimidating Mm -hmm. but to go back to the core what you're saying um writing yourself a love letter every day yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. what sparked the idea for that Mm. i think about um elizabeth gilbert and the way and what is what is that big magic Mm -hmm. great book I actually don't know if I ever finished it, but you know what? The message has been received. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And this idea of like an idea or an inspiration kind of like knocking on your door. Yeah. Like, hey, are you the one? Are you the one? Because this could be great. Right. Um, And so I feel like it's it's visited me many times. Mm. And I've been journaling pretty consistently, very consistently. When I look back at all the journals I own, it's been a lot um, since I was about 13, so a while. And every once in a while, I felt inspired to write a love poem to myself. Um, and I was talking about it with my mom last night, and I was saying how love poems feel cool to me because <laughs> this is like a funny thought to me, because it's so often something you'd give to somebody else. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and because of that, there's almost this way that because it's kind of external, and I'm so good, I imagine most people resonate with this, of like it's easy to love other people. That flows so easily, like, oh, yeah, just fuck yeah, just right. love, 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 love. And it's like, so the invitation is that, like, oh, yeah, send that love out to that person. And then it's like I kind of come in and, like, <laughs> grab it and shoot it at myself. <laughs> and then it's right. like... 
there's and that's what it has felt like in the past when I was writing those love poems because it was I think one of the first ones was made, almost like I was imagining writing to somebody I was with even though I wasn't dating anybody at the time mm-hmm. and I was like oh what would it be like to write a love poem to mm. someone right and then it kind of evolved where I was like hold up I'm my someone yeah and um I feel excited about just the sheer volume of love poems and the way that I think that will create creative ideas. Like I'm yeah. sure there will be lulls where maybe they're all kind of like the same, Yeah. but then there might be like, okay, I've, I've really, I've really loved on this aspect of who I am. I'm ready to explore like another dimension. And I actually made a list of, of, Things I want to touch on mm, throughout the year. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that felt nice. I love lists, so I was like, mm, look at me go. Doing things I love, love making a, good a list. list. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I also make a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah, you, know. you do. Oh, yeah, we're surrounded by them right now. <laughs> In my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend, Adam, made fun of me the other day. Well, not made fun of me. That's an aggressive. He would not make fun of me. I would not date someone who makes I, fun of me. I couldn't picture that. But he was teasing me because I, I'm moving at the end of July, as you know. I'm moving across the street into your building. Yes. Really? Wow. <laughs> you hadn't heard, had you? We only talk about it literally every day. I was day. only there when it happened. <laughs> anyway, we're very excited to be neighbors. Even closer. Even more so neighbors than we are now. Um, but anyway, I made like a whole moving plan. Yeah, you did. I'm an office manager by profession. And my boyfriend was like... Um, you really used your your office managerial skills there <laughs> to, make, to make that list. And I was like, you know it. <laughs> so anyway, that's a long segue to just say, we're list people. We are list people, and I hope you are too. In the imaginary McDonald and Lormer household. <laughs> it exists in our minds. It's great. It's great. It totally exists. There was something else I wanted to say about that. Oh, yes. Um, love poems. One thing that I keep thinking about with, I call it a poem. It's a letter. It might be poetic. And right. Everything can be yeah. poetic from the right lens. Um, part of why I wanted to do it too is that, I don't know, it feels kind of um, radical mm-hmm. of like, I already really like myself like yeah. and love myself. Like I, I feel like a lot of people, like, like especially since I interact with people who are really tr- like working on that and, and yeah. struggle with that, I feel like there's a way I, I really understand the spectrum and, and I know a lot of people like might choose that this level of love, like I could choose that this level of love and self-love that I have is, is enough. Like, cool. We did it. Check. Right. But there's this part of me that feels kind of, I don't know, I feel kind of rascally about it. Like, ah, like I bet it could be even more. Go deeper. Like why, why stop here? Yeah. And I realize mm. that I think some of the reasons that are like, oh, you should stop here. It feels like it's, it, like it's some... It's some bullshit, effectively. Like, some Puritan, like, no, you must mostly feel shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't love yourself. <laughs> Just feel ashamed. Yeah. Uh, and so... Yeah. I'm ready. Mm. And I feel... I've already felt this in, in my life so far, and I feel like it's happening more and more of, like... And this is partly why, why I want to do this, too, is the more I love myself, the more I feel able to be uncomfortable yeah. to um, really face things that mm-hmm. might bring up shame or guilt or whatever. It's like, because I've, I've got myself. Yeah, it's almost like 
you're not doing it for anyone else, but it inherently benefits others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I were talking about this the other day, like having a close friend, that's you. Ding. It's, <laughs> it's you. It's gotta be you. Oh my God. It's my favorite Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're really into like early 2000s pop. It's because we wish we were friends at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like retroactively creating all the joy, all the child joy. Not even friends, like to be them. Yes. I, think. I want wide-legged gaucho <laughs> cargo pants. <laughs> you know, I just like to serenade, to serenade everyone, really, in my wide-legged cargo pants. And do you know how many things I can store? I would never lose snacks. my keys. Snacks for days. Snacks for days. <laughs> so okay. many snacks. Wow, what a high-quality interlude that was. Um... It was really beautiful and important. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we, were, we were, okay. I think, it, okay, we were talking about the other day about how being friends with someone who really loves themselves is such a gift because you just get to continuously, like, cheer them on. Mm. Um, anyway, it's, it's such a gift. It, I think it's such a gift, and, and it makes me, mm. when I'm around people who deeply love and respect themselves, it helps shine that mirror for me to do that too. So I think mm. the work of continuing that muscle mm. is, again, you're not doing it for anyone else. And I know that. And I'm like one hundo into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite number. <laughs> I've stopped saying 100% and I just say it like a, a bro would say it. I'm one hundo into that. It's like, all right, bro. <laughs> Did you become a frat bro overnight? What happened? <laughs> anyway, but it's just, it's such a, it's such a beautiful gift, I guess is what I'm really saying. Yeah. And, um, I feel like we'll need to follow up in like a year and see mm -hmm. where you're at. I'm available for a six month follow up. I'm available. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know each other, so there will be oh, I mean, offline follow ups. You and but... I are going to talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, and, and I, I appreciate you acknowledging that piece too, because I, there is a part of me that's like, oh, I should like include others in this. Like, mm -hmm. let it be like some collective project. And especially my marketing brain is like, that would be amazing content. And, uh, <laughs> but I really, I really want to do it for myself, especially. And I, and I want like, like even sharing here, it feels like a little tender of like, okay, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's not a performance. Yep. It's really deeply intimate. It's sacred time. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. Um, I also, we were talking about trusting our bodies earlier, and I want to talk about like that journey a little bit more with you because mm, yeah. I've had an experience recently, or I continue to have experiences where I'm like, I trust my body, I trust myself. And then I realize that I've been duped. Mm. Um, so like you, I mean, I won't talk mm. about it too deeply, but like mm. I recently got a health diagnosis. And... During a pandemic, which I don't recommend. Yeah, not a fan. Not great. Um, mm -hmm. But I always thought the symptoms that I've had were normal. Mm. And it wasn't until they got really, really bad over the last six months that I was like, okay, something's not right. And I've seen three different doctors about it, and they're all mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's not normal. Yeah. 
But I thought I it's I'm really I really feel like I'm having a moment of reckoning with trusting my body. Mm. Because I feel like my body has been sending me signals for so long that I kept hitting snooze on. And so I feel like I'm relearning to trust my body. Mm. Um, yeah. So I just want to talk about like body trust with you. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Also, like you're hugging yourself so sweetly. It's really... It's Guys, lovely. it's so tender. It's so tender. Yeah. I think thinking about, you know radical gentleness and it's not about mastery and it's this journey and um, I feel that so often in my own process and I think that <clears throat> this is a really powerful time for you mm. yeah yeah and not to minimize the pain of realizing that you were ignoring that but to like deeply honor that like that that felt like the best option for this whole time up until now that felt like the right. best the safest option right and now you're realizing okay whoa right because i think that's that's something that i'm actually really glad this is coming up because numbing out or minimizing our pain can be a really smart strategy mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really necessary yeah. And I mean, it's even like um, in like the somatic responses of animals like that, like they go into shock or they go into freeze or they or they run or like all of it like that. They dissociate right in different ways. That's partly to protect their nervous systems and protect their cognitive function and like all these things. And so actually, I don't know. Do animals have cognition anyway? You know, their brains. They're tender little animal brains. <laughs> We're not animal experts here, okay? We never claim to be. We appreciate them. We are not them. That's a lot. <laughs> um, and so, like, there is something very adaptive and very intelligent about numbing out and about not listening. And I think that, you know, in the realm of, like, ooh, body love and, like, feeling your body and noticing and having that feedback loop be really clear and open... It can almost start to put shame on if that's not happening. And I know I've done that to myself. Of like, I can't believe I was getting this signal this whole time. And I either didn't realize it or I kept, as you said so eloquently, hitting the snooze button on it. Like, yeah. no, no, not now. Yeah. And I really, I just think it's, it's really okay yeah. to be exactly where you're at with it. Mm, thank you. I feel like this episode, I'm going to listen back to it, and it's going to be like a love letter to myself in some ways. Oh my God, speaking of love letters. Because as the, you know, the queen of radical gentleness, mm. I can mm. easily hold that gate open for others, but forget to hold it for myself. And mm. it's true that, you know, I think mostly what was happening there for me in ignoring the signs that my body was giving me was I just was truly trained to ignore them. Like, I truly was trained, like, by our culture and my family mm -hmm. system and all that mm -hmm. stuff and the stuff that everyone goes through that creates ourselves. And now as an adult, there's a certain mm -hmm. level of reclaiming the level of awareness I want to have with my body. And I often feel like I'm not allowed or, like, who am I to take up that much space in my own experience? Wow. Um, yeah. 
that felt like a profound realization that I didn't expect to happen yeah. on the air. But Ooh. it it feels true where it's like I'm I'm really having to train my my I'm having to train my brain to believe my somatic system. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when I feel a certain threshold of pain, okay, that's what we're feeling today. Yeah. The need, the need to take a nap or, you know, it's just, mm. and again, it goes back to this principle of non-arrival and radical gentleness too that we were talking about earlier of like, I thought I was there. I thought I was this, you know, oh, I listened to my body and it's like, you know, like you said with the love letter saying like, check, done. <laughs> Um, like yeah. I could go into that avenue and I think, yeah. I think I did go into that avenue a little bit. I was like, I nailed that one. Yeah. So I'm complete. And it's like, mm. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> There's more work to do. Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like, you know, to just bring in like all the gentleness and love, like, and this, it's actually cool to hear you say that. Cause then I can feel it like more for myself with that too, where it's like, mm. it's nice to feel like you arrived every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just nice to be like, Oh, I did it. <laughs> right, right. I think it's just like holding it lightly more so yes. than never arriving. It's like, yeah. okay, I learned a certain amount and that mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more. There's going to be more. Yeah. I'm here now. There's going to be more. It mm. makes me think of, um, mm. I wrote an essay a couple years ago for Hello Humans, the website yes. that Sam Lamont curates. And um I finished the essay by saying something like, my heart will break again because I was coming off of a period of intense heartbreak. Yes. And it's like, yeah, you know, like Mm. I had arrived. I had gotten over my previous heartbreak Mm. in the ways that one can. And then I was Mm. like, okay, but it's not, it's not, heartbreak's not one and done. And it makes me think that nothing is one and done in the human experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, that's something that I feel like I really experience a lot in my early coaching days of, um, the, op- the opposite of that, of, of feeling like, okay, well I need to have arrived to be someone who people would be willing to pay to help them. And so I need to present myself right. and, and kind of prop myself up in all these ways. And it's like, it's like this like fantasy of, of being the expert of being ar- arrived and Totally. And and only if you have those things in place are you um, worthy of being paid and worthy of being respected. And I really love what Delta said about like wanting more leaders who present as like this non-arrival space of like yeah. I yeah. This is the episode with um, for those who don't know with Delta Likens a few episodes back. Um, I interviewed my friend Delta, mm-hmm. and it blew my world when I listened. <laughs> And something that I've really appreciated, I think as I've, you know, in my own journey, oh my God, there's so many ways I could approach talking about this, but just to be, to, to attack it in this way, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate noticing how as time goes on, I realize how where I am is enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power and healing inside of human relationships. Yeah. And that's really what coaching is. And mm-hmm. that's even now that I'm working with the team at the Tapping Solution, like that's what that is too. Like it's, it's human relationship of connection and understanding and expanding and, the, and that like third space. 
that happens mm. when two people come together mm. and or or a group comes together and it's just really liberating because then there's space for me to really be exactly as I am and for that other person too like I think there's so much pain that we create for ourselves by having that hierarchy of well, I need to be at this level. I'm putting my hand very high. <laughs> I need to be at this level to feel good about myself. Yeah. And that really goes back to, and this actually, in a way, ties it all in, <clears throat> the difference between conditional love and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I'm just trying to come back to again and again. And mm. I declared something for myself maybe a year ago, maybe a little less. And I still feel like I'm breathing into it and living into it and moving towards that. And I feel like that is it, which is, I know my body is going to change so many times throughout my life. So many times. There's so many different things I'm going to experience in this body. And I want to love it the whole time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... fucking profound. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to arrive at the perfect body or... Mm -hmm. Perfect health. Perfect health. Oh, my God. I've really been untangling recently what I look like versus what healthy means. Mm. Because I feel like our culture says, you know... Healthy is slim with six-pack abs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, For every single human. Yeah. Every single person. Copy-paste. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't look that way. Yeah. I look great. You look real great. Let's be clear. Real nice. Mm-hmm. She's a straight-up snack, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is why having my best friend on is great. She's like advocating for me, you know, out here. Love letters, real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, it's been so profound for me to uncouple that because I've been really into working out and I can see my body having like compositional changes and me getting stronger and all this stuff, which I am super into because mm-hmm. I never thought I would love working out, but I do. Mm. But I still, you know, just was recently diagnosed with a chronic pain disease. And, you know, I have severe scoliosis that I've had two spinal fusion surgeries for, and I have to do maintenance care for that all the time. Um, And so I don't know if I would consider myself a healthy or a not healthy person. I feel like just fuck that word in general. (laughs) I don't know what it means anymore. Yeah. But. Yeah. um, Well. Anyway. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it just. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it looks, loving what it looks like and what it feels like to be in this experience. Yeah. No matter the shape or form, I think is profound. And thanks for sharing that realization. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. it feels, it feels, mm, it feels good to proclaim it out loud to you and yeah. to like the future possibility of people hearing this. <laughs> yes. And because uh, like I said before, it is something that I, I really want for myself. And sometimes I feel like I'm really there. And other times I really don't. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's wrong when I don't feel close to it. And just to have that as an idea and concept of something I want to weave into the tapestry of my being. Yeah. It's like, that's, 
perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Something I want to touch on with you before we close is... I want to say for anyone listening, but slash also me, because as we talked about, I I still have a lot of learning I want to do around this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, what practices do you recommend for those starting to learn, like starting on the journey of like trusting ourselves and trusting our bodies? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that pops to mind is actually something I've seen you do a lot, which is taking moments to pause. And just like rest your hand on your body, your heart is a great one. And just breathe and just to notice what it's like to be you Mm. in that moment. Mm. And this is in a way where like, you know, all the contemplative education that I've had comes into play of like developing that kind of witness experience and witness consciousness around what's there. So like just to notice what's going on without trying to change it. And that also goes back to being a yoga teacher of like, and and maybe if you've been in a yoga class, you've experienced that where the teacher says, just notice what your breathing is like without Mm. changing it. Mm, mm. And I think the breath is such a great entry point because our breath tells us a lot about how we're doing, but it also is a great way we can dialogue with our bodies and say like, hey, what if we breathed a little deeper? a little slower or a little faster, whatever it may be like, there can be dialogue there because it's, it can do its own thing, but you can also Mm. help it do its thing. Mm. Um, I would also, if you really want to dive deep, I'd really recommend the book by Susan Apotion called Natural Movement. Mm. That was like, that was like the gateway (laughs) for me at Naropa uh, in my body mind centering class. And one of the practices with that is that you just give yourself a certain amount of time and you just move however you feel like moving. Mm. And it can be and it can be really like subtle or it can be really like oh all over, you know, depending on how you're feeling. And that was just like that was that was really juicy. And and that book takes you through like connecting with different systems. Like mm. I really love connecting with um, my bones. I always thought of bones as like dry and hard. And, mm. and when I connected with them in that class, it was such a, an eye-opening experience of like, whoa, I actually feel this incredible level of grace and like nurturing from my bones. And, uh, and that's mostly from like really sitting upright with my hips really connecting with the ground and um, my pelvis, moreover, connecting with the ground. My ischial tuberosity is to be specific. If we're going to be specific. <laughs> um, so that's like a deep dive, but I, I think that it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. And when I hear what I everything I just said out loud, I think that the theme I notice is just being willing to like. Kind of check in with yourself and see how you're doing. And then, because attention is intrinsically like nourishing. Mm-hmm. And, and then to notice if there are any judgments or whatever that come up to like, let that be there too. Right. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm glad. I, that question surprised me and I loved it. And uh, 
I'm sure I'll have more thoughts later. <laughs> Great, but yeah. I want to ask you one last question, which is, um, what does radical gentleness mean to you? Mm. I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I fell asleep asking myself this question the other day. I was like, radical oh, gentleness, cute. And <laughs> let's just drop my water everywhere. Super smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and what does radical gentleness mean to me? Oh, I just love that phrase. Mm. I feel like that's been said by other guests. It's just like such a great phrase because yeah. it, it's such a beautiful juxtaposition. Because for me, like the word radical feels uh, kind of sharp and and more assertive and. Like, there's just, like, a lot of fire behind that word. Yeah. And gentleness feels more like water and mm. feels, like, really soft and spacious. And to put them together feels, like, so cool. And um, so I just, I'm, like, I'm a fan, if that's not clear <laughs> already. Uh, and, yeah, for me, my experience of radical gentleness is to remember the value of gentleness, even when I want to beat myself up. Like to remember, like, cause I, there's still some part of my mind. And I think a lot of people have this, but once again, I will just speak from my personal experience. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, no, if we're really critical, that, that will fix it. That will get us where we want to go to the top of the mountain. Everything will be great. And to remember that gentleness and like kindness is actually the thing that's going to help me the most to become mm -hmm. the most whole. That's such a profound experience. And I feel like I've had that multiple times and I've experienced that with therapists being like, Hey, what if you could just let it all be here? Mm -hmm. And what if it's really okay? Mm -hmm. And so there's this expansive thing for me. It's like, yeah, like radical feels like it's specific. Like there's a, there's a keen amount of attention and then gentleness feels like it's like holding me like a big hug. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And it feels like, I feel like you touched on some notes that are where the ideology comes from for me of like, you touched on like climbing a mountain and that's what I felt like heartbreak was for me several years ago when I was experiencing intense heartbreak and it just was like, fuck, you know, I'm not going to get out of this by muscling my way through. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's where, I mean, I've talked about it in some of my first episodes, but that's where this ideology was created from. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, thanks for sharing. Well, I love that too because it goes back to this idea of like, what if we can trust our bodies? What if we can mm. trust our hearts? And, and know that the way that that system will help us grow and become... Mm -hmm. Like, what if, what if that's the wisest option? And that just, that feels radical to me because right. so much of what's out there is like, no, no, you have to push yourself. Yeah. And yeah, this is different. It's very different. It's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being with instead of resisting yeah. is radical. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, it reminds me of how people often think of 
meditation is like, there you are with your eyes closed, sitting perfectly upright, blissed out. Right. When that's so often not the experience. Right. You're bored. You're angry. You're uncomfortable. Maybe you're blissed out. I don't know. There could be lots of things happening. And I feel that way about like body love and and self-acceptance and radical gentleness. Like this idea that it's like just blissful. Mm. It's like sometimes it is. But it's actually just incredibly inclusive Mm. of the full depth Mm. and breadth Mm. of my experience. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. And this feeling of like not leaving parts of myself behind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What a beautiful finish. Michaela, if people want to um, connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Mm, that's a good question. My name, Michaela McDonald.com. And my name is spelled M A K A Y L A. Last name, M C D O N A L D. So I have a website. It's pretty great. There's a really lovely video that my friend Lucas made. Yay. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's probably the best way. Great. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today and talking about the body as beloved with me. This was really, really sweet. Yeah, this was incredible. Yeah. I'm so glad to know you and I I, I love your podcast, so I'm really excited to get to be part of it. Thanks. Um everyone listening, thank you so much for listening and until next time, be radically gentle.